The Jets are in Miami this weekend. It's AFC East action. Today, I will preview the game between the Jets and the Dolphins on the Locked On Jets podcast. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Jets podcast for Friday, December 17th, 2021. I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. And today our episode is brought to you by On Location. On Location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL. The only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. I hope you're having a great Friday, and thank you, as always, for making this podcast your first listen each day. The Jets are in Miami this weekend. It is their annual trip to South Florida, AFC East action against the Miami Dolphins. The second meeting between the teams this season, Miami beat the Jets at the Meadowlands in November. Kickoff time is scheduled for 1 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. Now, you may remember a few months back when the schedule came out, it was not clear when this game was going to be played because the schedule did not give you an official date or time. The reason for that is there are some Saturday games this week in the NFL, and originally when the schedule came out, it said this could be Saturday the 18th or Sunday the 19th. A little footnote that I'm sure nobody cares about, but I remember that one from when the schedule came out. It It was kind of weird because typically they give you the exact date and time. Of course, games can be flexed, so just a little note that amused me. But today, I'm here to preview the game. I'm here solo. You know, through the season, we've done some solo preview shows and some preview shows where I've had a guest. I enjoy both formats, but today is a solo show. Now, this game, I think, has significance for the Jets. Not in the standings or anything, because they are 3-10, and and last weekend, they were officially eliminated from playoff contention. So that makes it 11 straight seasons of no postseason for the Jets. Disappointing, not surprising. I think heading into the 2021 campaign, nobody was realistically looking at this as a playoff team. There was going to need to be a lot that went right, a lot of luck that broke the Jets' way. However, at this point of the 2021 season, I do not think you can say the Jets are having a successful campaign. Heading into the year, I did not think wins and losses were the only thing that could determine success for this franchise. But wins and losses do matter. And at 3-10, and ten, the Jets have not gotten enough wins. And this was supposed to be the easy part of the schedule. The wins have not come, aside from that victory a few weeks back over Houston. But beyond that, even if we're saying wins and losses don't matter, progress matters, especially from the young quarterback. And I think if we're going to be honest right now, Zach Wilson's not made enough progress to this point of the season. I don't think we can get to a point over these last four weeks where we're going to be able to say that Zach Wilson had a successful rookie year, but I still think these four games matter a lot for him. Because even if it's not a great rookie season, you still want to be able to point to some degree of progress. You want to say that this guy is putting it together. You want to say, you know what, hey, there were some special moments there where if these become more consistent, we'll have something. And really, these moments have been few and far between this year. 
And for a while, you could kind of hold on to the hope of, you know, maybe the performance against Tennessee in the fourth quarter and overtime. But these moments just really haven't been there. I mean, there was the first half against the Eagles a couple of weeks ago. That was pretty good. But it's just been too small a percentage of his game so far this year. And even the most basic elements of quarterback play have kind of been struggles. I mean, he's laboring to complete routine passes, routine five-yard passes to like a running back are inaccurate. I really think Zach needs a strong finish to the season. It's not going to salvage the rest of the year, but you can at least have something to give you hope for the offseason. Because I think heading into next season, it's going to be one of those things where you're just hoping he looks like a different quarterback. Well, that process can begin this weekend. And it seems like Zach's going to have a little bit more help. Listen, after last week, I think most people would agree Ty Johnson being on the field is not helping the Jets. And he was kind of pressed into duty. You know, it's kind of funny. People wanted Ty Johnson benched last weekend, but they didn't really have a lot of other options because Tevin Coleman was out. Michael Carter was out. Austin Walter apparently was not able to play. So it really was Ty Johnson and Michael Pirine. And we know Pirine doesn't bring that much to the table, but even then, Ryan was going to need a rest, even if he took over the bulk of the snaps. It sounds like the Jets are getting some of their running backs this weekend to return to the lineup. Michael Carter seems like he's going to return from IR. That'll be a big boost. Michael Carter looked like he was on his way to having a fantastic rookie season. Looks like, I mean, honestly, I think looks like a, a steal in the fourth round. We Many of us thought Michael Carter was going to be a steal in the fourth round. He's looked every bit as good as we were hoping him to. But also Tevin Coleman. As the season season has gone on, I've been more and more impressed by Tevin Coleman. At the beginning of the year, it was one of those things where it's like, well, they're not paying him much money. Let's see if there's anything left in the tank. And i got to be honest with you, the first couple of weeks, I didn't think there was anything there. But as the season's progressed, he's kind of come on. I know he's missed some time, but he's kind of come on. And it got to the point against Houston where it's like, okay, maybe he doesn't have much speed left, but, you know, he's still kind of crafty. He's still kind of tough. And then, you know, He's showing flashes of the speed. Now, he doesn't have the game-breaking speed that he had in the Atlanta days, but he's almost getting better as the season progresses. So even though you'll be shorthanded at the wide receiver position with Corey Davis, Elijah Moore not in the lineup, you at least have some backs here. And maybe the Jets can lean on their run game a little bit more. Maybe these backs, and you know, part of this goes back to run blocking, but that's a way to help Zach Wilson out a little bit. But a lot of this is really going to come down to Zach. And as much as we're going to be focused on the final score of the game, we're going to be focused on whether the Jets win or lose. It's really going to be as much about Zach's progress. And I go back to the basics. Can he hit these simple passes? Can he throw accurate footballs? And, you know, I think one of the big issues with Zach, it goes beyond completions and incompletions. Even some of his passes that go for completions are kind of inaccurate. You know, there are yards being left on the field because he's not hitting the receiver in stride. He's forcing the receiver to adjust to the football. And some of these passes that are going down as drops, well, he's making it more difficult on the receiver than it has to be. There's an old expression that he throws a very catchable football, and that essentially means that you put the ball in a spot where it's easy to catch for the receiver. You're you're leading him, you're, you're putting the ball high enough that it's an easy catch, but not so high that the receiver has to adjust. I feel like in many cases here, Zach has kind of done the opposite of throw a catchable football. He's made these 
passes more difficult for receivers to catch, and that leads to drops. You know, a couple of years back, and it's not as bad as it was with James Morgan, but I re- remember when the Jets drafted James Morgan, and there were these numbers that were thrown around at uh, how many drops he had, and it was used to defend Morgan. And I watched Morgan in college. I watched some of the footage from his college days, and you could see the reason that there were so many drops was, you know, he was, if a receiver was like five yards away from him, he was throwing the fastball. He was making the ball tougher to catch. And that's been an issue with Zach as well. Not the right touch on some of these passes. And you look at the mechanics as well. And, you know, it's difficult to change these things from week to week. And that's one of the reasons I'm a little worried about this game. I think his feet are just kind of a mess right now. And, you know, you, watch, you go back and watch these the film and the way you kind of figure out what the progression is, is you, first of all, kind of check out where the quarterback's eyes are. You try and figure out the first receiver he's looking at. But part of it is also when you hit the top of your drop, in the NFL these days, plays are timed. Timing's very important. And typically your first read at the top of the drop, that's the point where the receiver's going to break. Because essentially you want the receiver to be running to daylight right as your quarterback's about to throw. So if your receiver's cutting up the field, if your receiver's cutting over the middle of the field, if your receiver's coming back, the break the receiver makes is timed to the quarterbacks hitting the top of the drop. And then the second option, maybe his break's like a second or so later. And I'm having a difficult time figuring out how to match Zach's top of his drop where his back foot's hitting with the receiver's break and the receiver he's looking at. It's very difficult. It it feels like Zach's kind of having mechanical issues. Now, Miami, of course, is a very heavy blitzing team. Play a lot of man coverage. And I think one of the things that worries me about this game is Zach's struggles navigating the pocket, but it's kind of a double-edged sword because the good plays Zach is making tend to be outside the structure of the play call, where he's kind of breaking the pocket, where he's scrambling, buying himself some extra time. And sometimes I feel like this is almost to his detriment, because some of the plays he made last weekend were him evading pressure in the pocket, but there were also situations where he was bailing on the pocket too early, and he eventually hit a receiver after scrambling around for a little bit, but if he had just stayed in the pocket, he would have had an easier throw. That said, a heavy blitzing team like Miami, a team that will throw lots of zero blitzes at you, that could be an opportunity. I, I could actually see Zach making a few plays in this game because if Miami is sending the house at him, there might be a situation where he's able to evade that pressure, keep his eyes down the field and hit a big pass or two. Maybe that's the kind of thing that can sustain him. That's the kind of thing that could turn this into a good performance. So on one level, Miami's style of defense worries you a little bit because they're going to throw a ton of pressure at him. They're going to try and blitz him from all angles. I'm sure you'll see a lot of zero blitzes and the zero blitz means that essentially it's one-on-one in coverage across the board and the defense is bringing one more blitzer than you can block and essentially it's the quarterback's job to beat that guy but perhaps Zach can beat that guy you know if he can get outside the pocket if he can evade using his legs that pressure and keep his eyes down the field it could lead to some big plays for the Jets in this game and for Zach as much as anything I think he's lacking confidence right now and who knows maybe if he hits one or two of those big plays maybe that's the thing that gets him going Maybe that's the kind of thing that gives him confidence, and maybe he's a little bit more sure of himself when he is in the pocket. I mean, this is hopeful. This is what I'm hoping to see in this game, but we got to start somewhere. And these final four games, I think, the Jets really need to see Zach Wilson develop. Speaking of things that need to develop for the Jets, pretty much everything on the defensive side of the ball needs to get better. And we're going to talk about some of the what the Jets need to do on defense ahead here on the Locked On Jets podcast on this Friday preview show.
Of course, we're here talking about this Week 15 game between the Jets and the Dolphins. The Jets will not be in the Super Bowl this season, but Super Bowl 56 at SoFi is less than 100 days away, and On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL, is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star LA hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. Again, that's onlocationexp.com SB number five, number six, or search Super Bowl on location. Now with the Jets out of the playoff race, I know many of you are focused on your fantasy teams and some of your daily fantasy sports players. I know nobody plays daily fantasy to lose. Winning just feels so much better, but traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. But Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform, where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups, winner take all. And the crazy part is, Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play, and handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. This never-before-seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. It's because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your own fate. With Stat Hero, you're in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. Stat Hero head-to-head is what daily fantasy should be, one-on-one. A lineup you face may feature Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, and Jimmy Garoppolo, but you got a chance to win. You're good enough. So sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. Again, that's stathero.com slash locked on, promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. stathero.com slash locked on, promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again for making Locked On Jets your first listen each day. Today I am previewing the Jets and the Dolphins Sunday in Miami, AFC East action. In the first segment, I talked about the offense, mainly Zach Wilson. Wilson has been struggling, but so has this Jets defense. This Jets defense has been probably the worst unit in the NFL. In the first game, Miami had a lot of success against them. Now, Miami will be without its top receiver, Jalen Waddell, who was placed on the COVID-19 list yesterday. But the Dolphins still have some weapons who can hurt the Jets. Mike Gusecki, the tight ends. You still have Devontae Parker, who's a quality receiver. I mean, Miami's not going to be as good without Waddell in there. But the way they moved the ball against the Jets the first time, you still have to worry about this matchup for the Jets. And you have Miles Gaskin out of the backfield, who's not that great, but actually had a pretty decent game against the Jets the first time. Now, you know, some of the numbers, you may look at the yards per carries and not be impressed, but when Miami needed a big play, when Miami needed to get a couple yards, they were able to do it at will, as have most opponents for the Jets this season. And I think as much as anything in that game, the Jets had a lot of coverage breakdowns. And that's been kind of the story of the season. There have been breakdowns in the secondary. It's one of the things that bothers me so much is that this defense is supposed to be a simple scheme so that players will know where to be, but there's too many instances where there's a breakdown in communication. Two guys end up in the same spot. One area is vacated where one of those guys was supposed to go. It's tough to love this Jets defense right now against any matchup. I mean, I felt like Miami in the first half of that original meeting between these teams this year left some opportunities on the field. And, you know, this Jets defense has been perfectly content all season long to give up the short completions, leave the flats vacated, trying to prevent the big play. 
And in that first game, Tua Tagovailoa was perfectly happy to just dump the ball off into the flats, take his moderate gains. And by the way, the Jets' tackling has been bad this season, so they've, you know, sometimes these these what should be moderate gains turn into big plays. And they're also, you know, even though they're leaving guys back, they're breaking down in the secondary. And a team with credible pieces, even without Waddle, I worry that Miami's going to have a pretty easy time moving the ball against this Jets' defense. And, you know, the other thing from the first meeting, it wasn't that big of a part of the game, but Miami used the Wildcat a couple of times. And that really kind of messed with the Jets' gap assignments because, you know, you start moving the quarterback into motion. Somebody's got to follow him out wide. You have to kind of reset your, your gap assignments. And, you know, on defense, your run assignments are essentially given to you. you you're assigned either one or two gaps. And when the offense motions somebody out of the formation, it kind of resets the gaps because they're, the alignment is different. So sometimes you have to move over a gap. Sometimes you have to bump over two gaps, depending on what your coverage is. And the Jets, I thought, had some issues with that. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Miami maybe run a little wildcat in this game, try and mess with the Jets' gap assignments. I think for the Jets, it's kind of simple, though. No matter who the opponent is, a lot of it comes down to the defensive line because we know they don't have a lot of talent elsewhere on this defense i mean you know, quincy wilson's playing uh, quincy williams i'm sorry is playing better than anybody could have expected him to but i feel like watching him people may be overrating him and the reason i say that is when it comes to quincy williams when he makes a play it's obvious he delivers a big hit everybody can see it when he fails it's more subtle whether it's going to the wrong spot in coverage whether it's filling the wrong gap on defense you don't really notice it watching the game live. And to be honest with you, it's something I only noticed re-watching the games. He's fast. I mean, you know, I was listening to an old podcast I did a few weeks back where I said Quincy Williams wasn't fast enough. I don't know what I was thinking about. Quincy Williams is very fast. That's not his issue. One of his problems, though, is that he's not in the right spot too frequently. He's in the wrong spot too frequently. And the same is true of C.J. Mosley. And I think we all know the Jets' issues in the back of this defense. Ashton Davis has just been a problem. I mean, you can't have a last line of defense who's as bad of a tackler and takes as bad of angles as Ashton Davis takes. Elijah Riley, I mean, I don't want to get on him. He's a practice squatter. But really, outside of Bryce Hall in the secondary and Michael Carter the second, who could be back for this game, Jets have had issues across the board in the back of their defense. So really, this comes down to the defensive line. Can they dominate up front? Because it's no accident that in two of the three wins this season, the defensive line has taken over. And this has been probably the most underperforming unit on the team. You have lots of units playing poorly, but those are units you expected to be bad. What the Jets were hoping at the beginning of the season was for the defensive line to dominate, for the defensive line to look frequently like they did against Tennessee and against Houston. And, you know, it's probably easy to look that way against Houston. That first meeting, they didn't do the job against Miami, and it came back to hurt them. So ultimately, it's going to be a question, can the defensive line make Tua Tagovailoa's life difficult? Can they maybe force Tua into making some big mistakes? Will they not get pushed around this time? I mean, that's it's not just that they haven't been great. It's that they've been pushed around so frequently. It's one of the frustrating things with this team is how easily it gets pushed around. You know, I'm not a big guy who looks at it and says, oh, well, you need to play with fire. But that's just true of the Jets in general. This team seems to have such little fight in them. You know, they get behind in the game and it feels like it's over. There's no, there's no fire anywhere. And I think that kind of begins up front. So, you know, is this defensive line going to show up? It sounds like Quinnen Williams is going to be in the lineup. I think by any measure, it's been a disappointing season for Quinnen. It's kind of got to show up in this game. 
If they take over this game, the Jets have a chance. If they don't take over this game, I don't think the Jets have any chance. Now, ahead here on the show, I'm going to make my prediction for this one. Can the Jets get their fourth win of the season? Can they avoid a sweep at the hands of Miami? I'll answer what I think ahead here on the Locked On Jets podcast. But of course, you don't just have to listen to me. You can make your own picks. And Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As we continue the march to the playoffs, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. Again, that's LOCKED ON. It's one word with no space as your promo code. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season because Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. And of course, week 15 not only means we're near the end of the season, it means Christmas is right around the corner. And you should treat yourself this Christmas by grabbing the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, and covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, but high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy with so many flavors. You'll have a hard time choosing which one you want. Raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, If you're friends with Santa, tell him to throw a few Built Bars into your stockings. With so many flavors, they'd make anybody's Christmas morning a happy one. If you like marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through, with different flavors all covered in chocolate, and they taste so good you won't believe that they're filled with protein. That's true of all Built Bar flavors. These are protein bars. They don't taste like them, though. They really taste like candy bars. I gotta tell you, they are absolutely delicious. So go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15. Why should you do that? Because if you do, you'll get 15% off your order. Again, it's promo code LOCKED15. It's one word with no space. L-O-C-K-E-D, number one, number five, for 15% off at Built, B-U-I-L-T dot com. This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Friday, previewing this weekend's game between the Jets and the Dolphins in Miami, AFC East action. And it's time for me to make my pick. And I hate to say it, I don't think I'm picking the Jets again the rest of the season. Last weekend's loss to the Saints kind of, for me, felt like a point of no turning back. Sometimes you have a game, and it's a win, and it sets you on your path to a successful season. And then there are games where you lose, and that's just where the bottom falls out. And last weekend's game for the Saints, to me, kind of felt like a point of no turning back for the Jets, because they were so lifeless. They lost to a team that really had issues across the board. Maybe more talented than the Jets, but the Jets were at home The Saints had issues throwing the ball, and the Jets not only could not stop the run even though they were selling out against it, they were having issues against a very limited New Orleans passing game. And that also plays into the other side of the ball where Zach Wilson really looked lost. And it's one of those things where when you're out of the race in December, it's the kind of thing that could just crush your spirits. And I mean, I did not see a lot of fight in the Jets last weekend, so... It makes it very difficult for me to pick them. And beyond that, I remember the first time these teams played. I was frustrated because the Jets let a winnable game get away. The Jets had every opportunity. The Dolphins were practically trying to give the game away to the Jets, and the Jets just wouldn't take it. And I said in the recap show that week that Miami really wasn't that good. They weren't that good in the game. They weren't that good to that point in the 2021 season. Well, now you got a Miami team that's playing really well. Maybe they got things straightened out 
after that win against the Jets. You know, sometimes you know, talk about games that set you on the path. Now, you could argue Miami's path was kind of set maybe more by the win over Baltimore the week before they played the Jets, but it kind of feels like Miami's got things straightened out. You got Tua Tagovailoa playing really well right now. I know they're coming off the bye, which in some ways maybe that hurts them, their momentum a little bit, but at this point, I think you got to say Miami's a better team, Miami's at home, and Miami's playing better. And it's very difficult to have faith in the Jets right now because there's not a lot you can look at it and say the Jets do this well. It's to the point where you have to see Zach Wilson look competent to believe he's going to be able to engineer a victory. It's to the point where you have to see the defense show up. I mean, the only time the defense has shown up in the recent part of the 2021 season was a game against Houston. And that may have been more about Houston than it was about the Jets. I really don't don't love this game. I, I'm not sure I see a path to victory for the Jets in this one. And this is the game where I, I'm not sure I'm going to see a path for the Jets to keep it close. I, I think it could be something like Miami 27, Jets 10. I hope I'm wrong. Because listen, this season's been miserable. And you want to see some hope between now and the end of the year. You don't want to head into the offseason just feeling terrible about this team. A good final stretch to the season doesn't fix everything that went wrong to this point. It doesn't necessarily mean that things are going to be fine next year, but it at least gives you something to hold out hope for. It gives you something you can hold on to and say, all right, there's progress. There's a path to success going forward. But I am pessimistic about the Jets right now until they give me a reason to not be pessimistic. So I'm going Miami, and I hate to say it, I don't think this is going to be a close game. Hopefully I'm wrong. I would nothing would make me happier than to be wrong and for the Jets to give me some sign of hope for Zach to make some big plays against these blitzes. Let's hope I'm wrong, but I, I think Miami wins this game. That's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, if you enjoy the show, subscribe to it and leave it a five-star review. It helps us out tremendously. Have a great weekend, everybody, and enjoy the game. We'll be back on Monday to recap what happened.